Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. It's time for another Vegas Nation podcast. You're listening to the Raiders postgame edition. What's up, everybody? It's time for the postgame edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Fang, joined today with Adam Hill and Sam Gordon. We're going to break down all things that happen here with the Raiders loss and a divisional game to the Kansas City Chiefs. The final score, 41 to 14. Before we get into it, I want to remind everybody to hit subscribe wherever you're listening. Also, we are brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today and get a bonus of up to $100 when you sign up. We're also presented to you by TickPick by Blue Wire. All right, here we go. 41 to 14. Lots of learning lessons to be had from the Raiders after this one. Adam, uh, I want to go to you first and just... From your end, obviously, Travis Kelsey was one of the big problems for the Raiders trying to contain him. Patrick Mahomes goes wild, five touchdowns, over 400 yards. What was the issue here when it came to stopping the Chiefs? Nobody guarded Travis Kelsey. That's what happened. Uh, And and I think, listen, part of it was, I'm going to say part of it was by design. It's not. Um, He has dominated them every single time they've played. They haven't figured out what to do to him. But I think... They took it's it's very complex and it's kind of tough to to describe it right now until we see uh, the coaches' film, which will come out Tuesday, and maybe hear from them a little bit tomorrow about what they saw in the film. But it seemed like they took some of the concepts that the teams have used against the Chiefs and have been very very successful with, uh, which is that blueprint that the Buccaneers designed for the Super Bowl, where they really shut them down. They rushed four, got pressure with the four, dropped seven. And really just kept everything in front of them and said, hey, if you want to throw three, four, five-yard passes, go ahead, do it all day. At some point, you're going to make a mistake, or at some point, you're going to try to force something downfield, and that's where we're going to get you. That's where we're going to stop you, because you have Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes is going to be, I'll use the word greedy, but we know that he can make those plays. Like He's going to try to take a chance, and that's when you're going to try to take advantage of it. So that's what teams have done against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have not, they've just said, hey, we're going to do what we do, and air the ball out. Today, they were like, okay, we will throw 50 straight six-yard passes if you want, if you let us, and we're just going to kill you. We're going to paper cut you to death and move the ball down the field, and when we do that, you're going to start to, at times, uh, as a defense, start to panic and come up and allow some shots over the top, which they did, and they missed on a couple of those. The Chiefs did, but they had them there, um, and the Chiefs really were more patient with their offense. So it was a combination of what the Raiders did and allow them to get some of the stuff underneath um, and not thinking they would do that throughout the game and the Chiefs just playing more efficiently and better on offense. Um, And I think the most important part of that entire thing is the part of the blueprint that people forget is you do have to generate pressure with those four. And the Raiders didn't do that. They've done it all year. Consistently, they've been able to do it. Tonight is the first time that they were less than 30% pressure rate 
uh, with that front four. They were down at 22%. Only 11 of the 50 dropbacks were they able to get pressure. And when you don't get pressure at all with those four guys, you're going to pay the price. And the, and the Chiefs just burned them. And then you look at that, you're talking about the underneath stuff, Adam. Uh, well, Sam, I wanted to get your take here on Williams, the running back. He goes nine for nine over 100 yards as well. Um, they were getting things done on the ground. Uh, he also picked up 43 yards there. So just a kind of a power attack and going underneath. Uh, what did you make of their ability just to kind of really take over with the the time of possession and the time that they kept the ball on the ground and and kept pounding it through to the Raiders? Yeah, I mean, I think, like Adam touched on, it's, you know, safe for completions, right? Even though they weren't um, running the ball, you know, super efficiently, 3.8 yards per pop, when you have some of those shorter completions, it basically functions like your running game. Safe throws underneath, uh, and and like Adam said, eventually you, you're gonna there's going to be breakdowns on the back end. We saw those breakdowns with the Raiders uh, at the end of the game, and, and the Chiefs took advantage. It's, it's almost like, I want to use a boxing analogy here, you know, the Chiefs, uh, you know, like to throw a lot of power punches, right? And the power punches, opponents learn how to get out of the way of those. And today, they just jabs, jab, 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 work the jab, beat up the body, and then when it's time later in the game, you can you can go for some of those big shots. So that's that's what they did. I, I felt like it was super effective. Um, I was actually down with the Chiefs press conference, and Tyreek Hill actually touched on, you know, the difficulty that is that they've had adjusting a little bit. And you know, he said, "I'm I'm running 12 yard square ends now, as opposed to you know, I'm, I, I go 80 yards down the field. I'm having to run different routes." So. It took a while, but I think tonight uh, we saw a different version of the Chiefs' high-powered uh, offense. But it was just as effective as the big plays down the field, where you have Tyreek Hill going, uh, you know, breaking those long catches, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes doing his thing in the pocket. It just looked a little different, but the outcome was the exact same. So if this is the Chiefs, if this is how they're going to play moving forward, if they really have cracked the code and figured out. Um, some of those defensive things. And again, we didn't see a ton of that from Gus Bradley tonight. We'll see what what teams do moving forward. But um, if the approach that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offensive take is, hey, we'll be okay taking five, six, seven-yard gains. It doesn't have to be a big play. Um, if they figure that out, then the, the rest of the NFL, certainly the AFC West, is in trouble because from a talent perspective, as we saw tonight, uh, this roster is still stacked, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And, and 41 points to 41 points. And the Raiders also lost a couple players today. Jalen Richard went out of the game. Alec Ingold went out of the game. They were looking for a bright spot with Deshaun Jackson being added. They get a ball to him kind of deep downfield. Adam, he uh, tried to do a little too much, wouldn't you say? Yeah, he he definitely tried to do too much, but I was really confused of how people were reacting. I mean, I, I, there were some questions in the press conference about why was he running the wrong way, and, and I know people on Twitter were like, did he think he had an interception that was going the other way? No, he got the pass, which, first of all, that was an incredible catch for you know for for us to dismiss and for people to dismiss that catch that got to flat. Now, it would have been better if he just dropped it, um, but to make that catch that gets tipped right before he catches it, and then he sees that he's not going to be able to score because there's a defender running at full speed one way. So he tries to cut back and go the other way. He was trying to go to the left side of the end zone instead of the right side of the end zone because he was going to get caught. So instead of just taking a 40-yard gain, he wanted to get a 60-yard touchdown. He's trying to make a play. He's trying to make an impression. You get it. You understand uh, what he's doing there. And so... You know, I, I don't want to fault him too much because that's your first game. You were brought in to make a big play. He wants to make a big play. And if you're only going to get one target, you might as well try to turn it into a touchdown. But you just got to know. You, you, you have to take, you know, a 40-yard play is a very, very good play. Take it. You know, don't try to force it. And, you know, the, the thing is, if he doesn't get stripped there and he breaks that tackle and he scores a touchdown, everybody's like, wow, what an incredible move. 
he's he's trying to make a play in a game you're trailing in a game by the way you know the Chiefs are going to score a bunch of points uh so you're you know just trying to do too much and I think in his first game he tried to do too much there um he's had fumbling issues in the past but it's been I believe all of 11 years since his last fumble on a reception so it's not like it happens all the time um Terrible, terrible time for it to happen, uh, obviously, in his debut and in that spot in a close game. Uh, but in the end, he's he's just trying to score a touchdown. I don't think I don't think you can fault him too much for that. You just got to secure the ball. Yeah, and uh, Sam, before we had to break here, do you have any updates on the injuries to any of the players? What do we know about some of the guys? I heard you had a, a kind of some some sources on what might have happened with Eagle. I, I, I mean, I was just joking around, but there are some tweets out there, uh, NFL Network, Tom Pelissero. Uh, reporting that the Raiders fear it is a torn ACL for Ingold, uh, which would, of course, be devastating, right? I mean, the, not a lot of teams use their fullback anymore in 2021. The Raiders do, and Ingold's good. He's a valuable player on his team, not just uh, when, when he's out there offensively, but in special teams as well and from a leadership perspective. Uh, so, yeah, I guess the Raiders will wait to find out officially uh, tomorrow, uh, but that was that was a big one uh, to, uh, today. Uh, that was or tonight, or rather Sunday night. Whenever whoever, whenever the listeners listen to this, uh, you, not a guy you want to lose by any means. All right, so we're going to hit a quick break. We'll come back talk more about the forty-one to fourteen loss, the Chiefs taking over the AFC West, and the Raiders falling to five and four. <laughs> Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Raiders football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore, because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. Welcome back here to the Vegas Nation Post Game Edition. It's Heidi Fang, Sam Gordon, and Adam Hill. We're breaking down here the Raiders' loss again to the Chiefs, forty-one to fourteen. The final score with the Kansas City Chiefs now sitting at six and four, and on top of the AFC West. Momentum-wise, you start thinking about like we were saying earlier, the sleeping giants been awoken, and now they're uh, got their team all kind of. Uh, reveling in the win that they had and then the Raiders looking like a slump here a little bit and this is a point where this team has been before you think of previous seasons and you think of what's happened once they hit that that point after the bye and how they've come back from it how do they kind of try to shake that mentally Sam that is the million dollar question that is a million dollar question especially given through what I mean it almost feels like it's been three seasons right they start out three and oh then you have the the, the the email scandal and and the, the dismissal or the resignation of the coach, and then they win a couple games, and then you have the you know the tragedy that happened here a couple weeks ago involving Henry Ruggs and the fatal car crash, and they're zero two since that happened. So it's been a lot for a team to handle psychologically. I'm not in the locker room. I can't you know pretend to know what kind of conversations are being had, but 
it's this is gut check time now. This is gut check time. I'm, this another huge game next week against Cincinnati that's in a similar position, right? Five and four, uh, trying to be in the mix of that wild card berth. And then you go to Dallas, and I mean, look at what Dallas did today. Dallas clearly one of the best teams in the NFL. One of the, I mean, if there is such a thing with the way this season's playing out with all that parity, but this is a tough stretch, a seminal stretch. And then you come back home against Washington, a Washington team that just beat Tampa Bay um, rather soundly and picked off Tom Brady a couple times. And it's back to Arrowhead Stadium, so. Uh, yeah, this is, I mean, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know how you, what, what has to happen in order to, to make sure the collapse doesn't happen. Like the couple years, you know, the past couple of seasons, but it's, it certainly feels like it's, it's teetering that way. And frankly, I mean, by any means necessary, you got to beat the Bengals at home next week. You just have to, you don't want to be 500 going into Dallas, uh, a showcase game for them, national televised game for them, standalone game on Thanksgiving with, with that offense, the way that offense is playing and that, how opportunistic that defense has been this year with Trevon Diggs. So uh, a lot going on, and the Raiders are going to have to find a way to regroup with the quickness. Yeah, so Adam, uh, you wrote a bit about Brian Edwards and that he you know, is kind of a bright spot here in this game. What's starting to come together for Brian Edwards that's uh, you know, putting together these kind of games for him, 88 yards and a touchdown? Yeah, and I think, you know, interestingly enough, last week was the first time he didn't have a catch at all. And there was a lot of thought, obviously, after uh, Henry Ruggs uh, was gone, uh, that Brian Edwards would be the guy that could step up. Zay Jones obviously would get more opportunity, but Brian Edwards would be the guy, that second-year guy that will step up and uh, have some success. And it just didn't happen for him last week. And I think Rich Passaccia brought up a good point in that he was maybe the one most affected by the fact that there wasn't coverage drawn away Last week, they didn't have that speed threat on the outside, uh, so it made things more difficult for him. Today, you saw Zay, uh, Zay Jones run a couple clear-out routes, and you saw Deshaun Jackson, uh, even though he only had the one target and the one uh, obvious uh, you know, fumble uh, misplay on that, on that play, um, he did clear out the defense a little bit, and I think that opened up the middle for Brian Edwards. He was able to take advantage, and he made some big plays. Not only the the three catches for the 88 yards, the touchdown that got it to a three-point game in the, um, right after halftime, but also uh, he made that uh, – he drew that pass interference play uh, on the drive that set up the first touchdown the Raiders had in the second quarter. So um, a lot – uh, a lot went on there for him. A, a really good game for him. I thought an impactful game. Uh, obviously, he wants those things to happen in, in wins and um, in closer games. But he made his impact when the game was close. He kept the Raiders in this game to a large degree. So uh, I think a, a really impressive step. I mean, you're you know you're you're really stretching. I think to try to find positives from this game. But um, I, I think Brian Edwards was one. I think that was the the most complete really game we've seen from him in those two years. And if if Deshaun Jackson does nothing else but open up uh, the offense a little bit for Brian Edwards, I think the Raiders will take that. And you, again, we talked a little bit about the defense in the beginning there, but you see uh, again, it's like I think a matter of just missing that spark. Like you saw Trayvon Merrick for a moment almost have a pick. There were times when you know Max Crosby almost got to Pat Mahomes. Uh, where would you think, and you know, coming down the stretch, Sam, that there could be a point where there is somebody that creates that spark, and where, who, or where is it? Do you think going to come from? Yeah, I think it's going to have to start with the pass rush, right? I think any good defense or any opportunistic defense uh, at this level is, I mean, a good pass rush is behind that. And that doesn't necessarily mean sacks, but it wasn't just that that they weren't sacking Mahomes uh, tonight. It was like, like Adam said, they were hardly pressuring him. And this is a guy that's been pressured 
pretty much all year long with a new offensive line that's you know, still trying to find his way, uh, injuries on that offensive line, and then just kind of with Mahomes' style of play where he doesn't mind getting out of the pocket and stepping up and trying to make things happen. The Raiders didn't really force him to do that, and it's going to have to – I mean, this is the first time this year, Heidi, that the pass rush was non-existent. So I'm not – I mean, look, it was a perfect storm for, for both sides. I'm not – I don't think that the Raiders' defense is, is necessarily doomed. They played well enough to win – uh, against the Giants uh, last week, but you are going to be facing some pretty high-powered offenses, and you don't you don't want Joe Burrow getting comfortable next week. You don't want Dak Prescott hanging out back there with all day to throw uh, with these games coming up. So I think it's going to have to start there, and then the the linebackers and, and uh, DBs on the back end are going to have to to follow suit. But I, it was it was surprising. I thought given the struggles that Kansas City has had on their offensive line this year and the way that the Raiders pass rush, like Adam had mentioned, with very few blitzes, getting pressure with four, you thought that they were going to be able to do that again tonight, and it just didn't happen. And and, and that's why I don't think you saw any any plays on the back end. I mean, Mahomes was comfortable. They were easy throws for the most part. Uh, and with his kind of arm talent, even the hard ones look easy, and he made a lot of, a lot of difficult throws tonight too, look really, really simple. So – uh, yeah, that's the Raiders are gonna have to figure that out, and and it, it, it certainly there was like you said, this was zero spark tonight. This was by far their worst defensive performance of the season. They've been steady on that end, but I mean that look, this looked like old school Raiders defense of the past few of last season of two whatever two years ago. Uh, it did not look like the unit that was you know top third units you know so far this season. And so, Adam, lastly, uh, Coach Basaccia said in the post-game press conference, he talked about uh, the team needing to regroup. Um, with tackling and just fundamentals. What did you see there that you think he will tell the team as they get back to the drawing board here to prepare for the next game? I don't know. Cover someone? <laughs> uh, yeah, tackle someone? Anything. I mean, obviously the defense um, had a, a huge challenge today and they, they weren't able to meet it. And um, I think a lot of that is the Chiefs really finally coming alive and figuring out you know how to attack uh, some defenses right now with the with you know the new personnel that they have, and also uh, the Raiders just not being in the right fits and not defending them properly. I mean, it was a combination of things that went wrong on the defensive side of the ball. Um, again, uh, it, I'm sure nobody in that locker room wants to say, "Hey, there's been a lot going on the last month that has affected preparation, has affected um, cohesion, and everything coming together." Um, nobody wants to say that, but it's hard to ignore. Uh, these last two performances um, and what else is going on around the team. I just think that's, uh, that's just common knowledge. It's common. It's just common sense that those things are going on. So they, they do need to regroup. And again, it's, it might sound, you know, harsh and it might sound uh, uncaring, but the things that have gone on are, some of them are terrible and awful and horrible. And um, nobody wants to say, just move on. But the players that are there in the locker room, they have a job to do, and they have to go do that. And I think they understand that. They get that. Uh, but it's easier said than done. And, and I don't think a lot of people understand how awful of a situation it is for a lot of those guys right now um, that, that they're trying to go through. But, again, it's not an excuse. It's just the facts, and that's that's what they're doing. And um, it's hard to ignore that these two performances have happened on the heels of everything else that has gone on off the field. 
All right, and uh, that'll do it for us here on the Vegas Nation post-game edition podcast tonight. The Raiders will face the Bengals back here at Allegiant Stadium next Sunday, and we will have you covered there again. And as far as the AFC West, yeah, the Broncos, the Chargers, and Raiders all lose today. Chiefs regaining control of the division of AFC West. They are on top right now, 6-4. and four. Again, final score here from Allegiant Stadium, 41-14. to 14. And for Sam Gordon and Adam Hill, I'm Heidi Fang. Check out all of the work that these guys do in print as well as online at VegasNation.com. Thanks everyone so much for listening. (laughs) Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.